You're not here when I started. You might be wondering, what is pneumatica? What's pneumatica? It's actually a Greek word. So I'll take a little. I'll, I'll take a little further in the explanation of, or the meaning of pneumatica, as regards the scriptures. The Christian life is a spirit life. Anything short of that is religion. We are not called to look good to the world. We are not called to try to fit in. 
Because most of the time, the world sometimes wants to tell us how to be Christians. They want to tell us what to do. Like someone who just say, can't you just pray in English? Why should you pray in tongues? Why are they trying to tell us what to do? They like to dictate for us what they think Christianity is. As important as, I'll give you for an example, as important as giving to the poor is, you cannot put preaching the gospel after giving to the poor. Preaching the gospel comes first. Jesus was on earth, declared his statement of mission in Luke chapter 4. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He didn't say to give money to the poor. Because what truly saves the poor is a message. So, the world will clap for us if we ever go and do any donation. I do those things. They are very important to do as well. The Bible talks about them. But they are not the things that show you are a Christian. Like, for example, I was talking to one young lady. Every time I'm preaching, I'm always talking to one young guy, one young lady. I think God directs me to certain people to say certain things so that I can bring some thoughts to you. And I know most of you have heard it before. Says, says, there's a, there, there are some people, like somebody said, is that there are some people, you know, they don't go to church, but they are good people. And there are a lot of people going to church. Eh? You don't know. The person was telling me, you don't know. There are people going to church and you don't know what is it. Listen, don't let the devil speak through you. Someone born again and someone doing good. If the Lord Jesus comes right now, who will go to heaven? Doing good has not taken anybody to heaven. There was a man in the Bible named Cornelius. The Bible says he was a prayerful man and he used to give alms. I think God should have just left him because he was doing good already and he was praying. Like he was not born again, but you know, he was always praying. Like he was looking for God. Always praying and always giving alms. Bible says an angel appeared to him and told him that he should send men to Joppa. And there they will meet Peter. And Peter will pray to him the words of life. So he's doing good. The best that could have done for him is to have led him to hear the gospel. God would rather tolerate somebody who is in church. Now somebody says, no, me, I'm not going to church, but I will do good. Because our, ex- our description of good and bad is very different with God. Like when I dyed my hair, I was driving. Police stopped me. They said, don't search my car. I said, okay. In their mind, I'm something. So they started searching my car. They, back, they saw Dick's Bible. They saw, ah. You look at the head, you look at the Bible. Say, whose car am I driving? The man asked me, whose car am I driving? I said, it's mine. I was talking, and I said, I'm a pastor. Eh? <laughs> he looked at my head, he looked at me. He looked at my head as a pastor. Oh. He asked me, am I in this country? I said, yes, I'm in this country. <laughs> Immediately, I've been stereotyped. Now, in his mind, he might probably be thinking, what I've done is a sin by dyeing my hair. 
people don't realize that there's a very big deal between sin, taboos, cultures. Nothing is a sin until God says it is. So, if you don't like my diet, say you don't like it. If you grew up in a place where they don't accept it, say that. Don't tell me it's a sin. I'm saying that to say that the scriptures are clear on our life as Christians. What does God expect of us? You see, the things that the, the, uh, the, uh, the scriptures expect of Christianity. I tell you, if the church of Jesus Christ will become more and more acquainted with the gospel of Jesus Christ, they will begin to do more and they will, they will actually do better. I know someone who came to church one day and saw these my choir leaders with the Arasta singing. The, the, ah, the guys choir leaders. And another person who has walked in him like, and the person is like, because of this I'm going to join the church. I'll prefer that they keep it. Because sometimes the biggest problem with church is the church people. First Corinthians chapter 2. Pneumatica. Verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 2. How be it we speak wisdom? Amazing construction. He didn't say we speak with wisdom. He said, how be it we speak wisdom? When, when you hear, there are some of the books of the, of the Bible, you know, when you are studying, you have to know the, the, what book is it. And you have to know who is writing to. If he wrote this to Timothy or to Titus, you know that's a leadership book. So it maybe it doesn't apply to all of us. He's talking to pastors. Because Timothy was a pastor. Titus was a pastor. So most of the scriptures in Timothy and Titus is dealing with leadership. Because the book of Timothy said, if any man desires the office of a bishop, you know, all those things. He started saying all those things. But when he, you, you see books which are written to Corinthians, that's his writing to Christians. You Ephesians, Philippians, he's writing to everybody. He said, how be it we speak wisdom? That means all of us, we Christians, he said, we speak wisdom. Now, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? The word perfect there means mature. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are, are, are mature? You know why? Let me tell you something. If the people of the world gather and they are ten and they are two Christians, if they are talking, the people of the world are supposed to get angry. The communication can never be the same. He said we speak wisdom among them that are mature. He says uh, the, word, the word mature over there or perfect over there is, is it among them that are initiated. There is a wisdom we speak. There is a way we talk. Because to be called the church, to be called the church of Jesus Christ, the word church is ecclesia, meaning called out. We were called out of the world. So the first thing that God did, or God does when he calls out the world, is start changing our mind so that we can start changing our talking. I said, when the people of the world gather, because anytime Jesus spoke, remember when I started teaching on divine consciousness, anytime Jesus Christ spoke, the Pharisees got angry. One time he says, I'm from above, you're from below. Another time he was talking and he says, um, before Abraham was, I am. He's like, you're not even 50 years. 
and you are saying that you are, Abraham rejoiced to see your day. You know, and another time Jesus Christ was speaking with Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. He said, will I go to my mother? You understand? The communication was just, the people just didn't understand what Jesus Christ was saying. He said, how did we speak wisdom? And he said, we speak with wisdom. We speak wisdom. When, when you become born again, God starts training you on speaking wisdom. How did we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? He said, yet not the wisdom of this world. No, the prince of the world that come to naught. The wisdom of the world. He said, then he says, the wisdom of the princes of this world. What is he talking about? The first one is, not the wisdom of this world. The wisdom that the world, for example, there's a wisdom of the world. One of the wisdom of the, of the world is, life is full of ups and downs. It's the wisdom of the world. Then there's also wisdom of the princes of this world. The wisdom of the princes of this world is talking about the kings, the rulers. Alright? Like, um, the economic minister can come out and say, look, due to what is happening in Ghana, everybody in Ghana is highly indebted, poor country. All right? So all of us, we are poor. Then God is saying, but even though we hear things like this, and truly, maybe when you read the economic status, that is the truth, that everybody is supposed to be in epic, everybody is supposed to be poor. Praise God. He says, that's the, that's the wisdom of the world. All right? The wisdom of the world, we, 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 like you said, life is full of up and downs. All right? Now, truly, it, is, it looks like it's true. Today you, you, you make it, tomorrow everything is down. So you look at it and it looks like it's true. And he says, it is a kind of wisdom and it's the wisdom of the world. And it's also the wisdom of the prince of this world. What the, the rulers and the, the, the regions of authority tell you that is. But God says, we speak wisdom. When we gather, we speak another thing. We speak another kind of wisdom. Like the scripture says, Job says, said, when men are cast down, you shall say there's a lifting up. So he said, when everybody's saying that, hey, there's an economic problem, he said, you will begin to say something else. That is speaking wisdom. Alright? He says, but we speak now, this is the point, pneumatica, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in pneumatica. There are two words for mystery. There are two words for mystery. The first one is esoterica. The second one is pneumatica. We speak the wisdom of God. He says we speak the wisdom of God. What is the wisdom of God? When there's a situation, he says we begin now. Pay attention because what I'm teaching you is practical. Something that you can use. Something that people have had testimonies about. Alright. It says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. That means the glory of the Christian is hidden in the hidden wisdom. It is not in how many prayer meetings you attend. It is not in how many demons you bind. It is not in how many, you know. You know, I used to think those billboards that they write like funny, funny Titles of programs. You know, I thought it was photoshopped and people were just making it. I saw one myself. Who did this to you? I've seen Prison Break 2. <laughs> Giant Commander. Right? And people keep going and their problems never leave. If the problem ever leaves, another one will come. And they will have to go again. So, it looks as though we, 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 we are called into a certain, you know, perpetual fighting of the devil. Every time there's something to fight. 
Like we are called into one. So it looks as though maybe when you were not a Christian, you were better off. Because once you get, become a Christian, they tell you that there's a demon that is behind your house. Did I tell you that, that, that um, situ- uh, uh, the prophet who was trying to prophesy and the prophecy didn't go through? <laughs> he said, Me, who said? A will feature. I said, Stop what? Baby, I see you. I said, Any baby, baby, where is the demon? He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. He said, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So, our glory is in this hidden wisdom. So, what I'm teaching you about pneumatica is something you should not ever play with. Because he said, it was before ordained, it, it was it, God ordained before the world unto our glory. So, before time, God knew that this would be what would bring out the glory of the Christian. This one will bring out the glory of the child of God. Anybody who is connected to God, he will be connected by this hidden wisdom. Now, pay attention now. He says, we speak the wisdom of God. No. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Okay? In a mystery. In pneumatica. So now, go to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So put this at the back of your mind while we go to look at that one. Follow us to charity and disaster which give, but rather you might prophesy. Verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. He says the one who speaks in tongue, in the spirit, speaks mysteries. So, that hidden wisdom is the mystery. Last, when, I, when I was telling them, I, I was teaching them 15 facts. I told them, I said, it is pneumatica, 15 facts of speaking in tongues. One of the, 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 the points I gave them was, I said, it helps you to experience, speaking in tongues, helps you to experience, or, or, or it helps you to have experientially what the word of God says you have doctrinally. Let me give you an example. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. Let's start from verse, verse 2. That their hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love, and, all, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of, Father, and of the Father, and of Christ. Verse 3. Now look at it. Verse 3 says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He says, In Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That means, when you receive Jesus Christ, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are inside you. But it might not look so. You, because you look at yourself, you, anytime you make a decision, it's foolish. But God says, the, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, you know, like, one time I, I said people should write their prayer points, and I, I noticed that almost every prayer point that was coming, people were asking, I'm asking the Lord to give me wisdom. I'm asking the Lord to give me wisdom. And they are thinking like Solomon. And it's not really right. They're thinking like, oh, Solomon asked for wisdom. So me too, I'll ask for wisdom. If, you know, they're, they're thinking, you know, God should just appear to me. I also say Solomon. You know, I also say, like, Solomon, wisdom. No, in, in Christ, he said, in Christ, I hid all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. But like I said, you might be making decisions that are foolish. So, doctrinally, that is the case. God says, all wisdom that you require is inside you. But, on the outside, it doesn't look so. So, what happens? One of the things that brings out everything God has put inside you is speaking in tongues. When you are ever confused about something and you want something to come out, you, say, you begin to say, all the wisdom 
is inside me. Then you begin to speak in tongues. Because that speaking in tongues will help you connect to the doctrine of it. It will help you connect. And when you begin to speak in tongues, the wisdom begins to come. The wisdom begins to come. The wisdom begins to come. <laughs> I think Kwame, you were sharing that testimony with me. How he said a certain project he was supposed to do, and he was supposed to submit it, I think on a Monday. You have been doing it for three months. He said for three months he has been trying to do and he couldn't do it. Every time you see the, the, I don't know what exact project it was, but, but what you needed to submit, you were not getting it. The ideas and whatever he needed to use to do whatever thing he was supposed to do, he couldn't get it. But after miracle service, he said he went back home that night and the thing he's not been able to do for three months, he did it in 30 minutes. And the supervisor of the project said, this is the best work he has ever seen. You see, the answers were there, but they were inside his spirit. He needed something to bring it up. So, speaking in tongues, I said, it is ordained before the world unto our glory. The glory of the Christian is in speaking in tongues. If anybody has ever told you that you have maybe something like generational curses or something, you know... I had an uncle. In fact, he's still around, so I have an uncle. <laughs> I have an uncle. I remember when I was growing up, you know, they used to tell them that the men in, in, in their family, they don't build. They don't build house. Like, once you start building, problems will start coming and all that, and they don't build. And he found Jesus, too, at a very young age. So, I used to see something, because... We used to live around him. Look, this is the house. His house was the next house. If he's speaking to we here in the house. If he's speaking to we here in the house. Come on, come on, come on. He looks like a policeman. He has built three houses now. <laughs> because you were to pick up prayer points for the thing they are telling you, you will not know where to start. <laughs> where are you going to start? My grandmother or grandfather, whoever caused that problem, we cut it down. You are wasting time. You know, <laughs> Bible says that when you are speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit gives you the utterance. Like Pastor said, he said you begin, the Holy Spirit begins to give you the right words. Another thing too is, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring to you rem- to your remembrance. That means remembering is your birthright. You are not supposed to forget. And I taught this last last year when we were, some people were going to write exam. I said, once you have learned, when you get to the exam hall and you forget, speak in tongues, and like magic, they will begin to remember. I, I did it. I did it. When I was on campus. The times, you know, you, are, you know you have studied, you have spent the night studying, but you get to the hall, many of the people come, everything goes blank. For the next 10 minutes, you are wondering, am I a student? <laughs> so, I learned it. I learned it. So, what, what I do, I, mean, I, I begin to sit down. And, you know, it doesn't work when you are tensed. Don't be tensed. No, 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 it won't work. It won't work. You sit down, you relax. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It begins to come out. It's already inside. I said, speaking in tongues, it is the wisdom of God. It begins to come out. 
It begins to let it bubble up. It will start, all of a sudden you will start remembering. Holy Ghost, thank you. As you are speaking, as you are speaking, like somebody said, when you hear pastor's tongues, like pastor's tongues is elective tongues. No, start from where you are. Because when, when I started speaking in tongues, it was very, very funny. You know, I was so wild by speaking in tongues that I went to take mirror to look at my mouth. <laughs> hey! I went to take mirror to look at my You know, because, because I couldn't believe that I am not forming the words and it's coming out of my mouth. I couldn't believe it. Wow! Because I know that if it is English, I know I will say go, then I say go. I know I'll say come and I'll say come. But this one, as you're coming to start, you don't even know what will come again. Oh, what a divine thing. Wow. Matika. Create time to be speaking in tongues. No, no, don't let, no, sometimes you just wake up, you know, la ba la ba la ba la ba la ba two minutes, then you are just gone. No, 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 create time. You know, this is not prayer. Once you think of prayer as every time I'm collecting something from God, no, you will never have the true Christian experience. Create time. No prayer point. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is going on. Create time. Say 30 minutes. You sit down. Good one. You know, you know how, how it works already. When you start, it's like, uh, nothing to go on. No, sabalabaya. Ten minutes. The city will be arranging for you. Because the Christianity of always looking for miracle. You will be beaten and downtrodden. Because when you when you look at the, the miracle schedule of God, there's a miracle schedule. Not that God doesn't do miracle. There's a schedule. Yes, that it can come. Look at the pool of Bethesda. They said the angel comes to stir the water once. Okay, imagine that. Imagine, imagine that we had miracle service this year. And you know, I'm definitely not going to call miracle service until the Lord tells me to. So if it's next three years, what happens to all those who need miracles within those next three years? The pool of Bethesda says anybody who jumps into the pool, the, the, the pool when it is stirred will be healed. Okay, and there were many people. One guy stood behind. How many years? 36 long years until Jesus came. 36 years! He said he didn't have anybody to push him inside. The person to push you, he, he, he's, he's hot than you. That's why she crossed him The person to push you, me, I can't push you to do what. Even if there's nothing wrong with me, I'll jump inside. Whatever they are giving everybody. <laughs> Whatever they are giving everybody, they should give me some. For the 36 years, he was still at the pool waiting. Waiting for a miracle from God. Meanwhile, in Jesus Christ, he has made it possible for us to be working miracles. I understand. You know, speaking in tongues is so powerful. It's so powerful. For example, the Bible says that in Christ Jesus, we have redance. Redance means being rid out of trouble. Redance means being rid out of trouble. Now, this, what I'm talking about is this trouble you caused it to. I'm not saying they're accusing you. You caused it. 
the scriptures say, in Christ you have redemption. That means, once you are sorry, you can find your way out of it. And God will defend you as though you didn't do anything wrong. Let me tell you a story. This one, I was not at fault though. But they put it on my neck. It's about three, three, four years ago. I think I've told some of you before. A lady comes to comes with somebody to come and visit me. Leaves a chain in the house. Tears the chain and leaves it in the house. I see the chain. I say, oh. It's for this lady. Maybe she'll come for it later. I put it down. About two months later, a boy calls me. Says, I'm the boyfriend of this girl. She said, you tried to rape her and you tore her chain. So we are bringing police to your house. Then I said, before I was trying to do, you can't do anything, you can't do anything. Holy Ghost said, no. <laughs> Holy Ghost said, no. No. Don't take it lightly when the devil threatens you. Now, when they realized I was not scared, you know what they did? They said they are coming to the main church where we are having a program that time. Now, the thing is, they know you are not at fault. They cannot. But their main, their main problem is that they can disgrace you. you. They don't have anything to lose. Do you understand? You are a golden boy. <laughs> so they don't have anything to lose. So they said, oh, so... Okay, since you, when we are coming there, we are coming to tell everybody, come to make noise. So I was imagining a scenario before I thought maybe they can't do it. But the Holy Ghost said, Guy, ah, I was thinking, what's going to happen? So, immediately, when the Holy Ghost told me I should, take, I should not take it lightly, I stood up and I said, Okay, I'll call them and, and also try to shake them to see what will happen. When I did it, I noticed, I realized that they had gone to look for somebody to to act like a policeman. Yeah, and they are coming there, and I asked them what do they want. They said, okay, I should send them this amount of money. Yeah, yeah I should send them this amount of money. So I was thinking about it, like. In, in, the, in the beginning, I was like, because I didn't get why the Holy Ghost was telling me I should take this seriously. Because I was thinking, I've not done anything, I've not done anything. So I was thinking, no, let, let's let life decide. You understand? But before life would decide, they finished your, you know. So I, I was driving, and the Holy Ghost told me, pray. So I was praying in tongues. But there was still this unrest. That's when I knew that these people were up to something. So I was going again, I was speaking tongues. I was speaking tongues. And I knew that, no, this one, I have to do something. I packed the car, I entered the gardens. I spoke in tongues. I spoke in tongues. Almost 30 minutes, I was speaking in tongues. I spoke in tongues. Spoke in tongues, spoke in tongues, spoke in tongues. The Holy Ghost said, call Goka. Goka is a soldier that I know. He said, I should call Goka. I call Goka, I told him, this is the thing. He said, okay, fine. Goka said, if they are men. 
So we can't take the case. Koka began to run around the case as though something was wrong with him. So he told them that he's waiting for them. Do you know the day they said they were coming? More than 90 soldiers were standing in front of the church waiting for them. They didn't appear. <laughs> if they appeared, when, let, let me tell you something, when the devil threatens you, don't take it for granted. People can just conspire against you. That's the work of the devil. For nothing. For nothing. When things like that are, are begin to happen, where are you going to start a prayer from? You will speak in tongues. I said, Christ Jesus, you have radiance. You can be read out of trouble. God didn't ask me to do business in 2011, September, and I went to do a business. I went to take money from somebody that I'm going to do business. God didn't ask me. He didn't send me. So that month, all the money I borrowed to go and do the business, everything lost. Now, the person too was a church member. So, no, like he's a fellow church, church person, not that he's my member. No, he's a church member. So when you are going in there, Hey, brother, where, where are you? You know? And it was getting, it was getting bad. And the money that I was talking about, I can't pay. <laughs> I entered the room. I locked myself the whole day. Spooking tongues. Bang the wall. Spooking tongues. Spooking tongues. Spooking tongues. It started by, some days later, the guy said, I know you can't pay, so just pay half. I've cancelled the other half. Even the half, I don't have. <laughs> I went again, went to speak in tongues again, and spoke in tongues again, and spoke in tongues again. The guy called me later, he says, I don't want money to destroy our friendship. So he didn't know what hit his head. <laughs> Do you understand? Speaking in tongues is so powerful, it's something you should not play with. I said, create time to speak in tongues. I said, nothing is wrong with you, you are not having any prayer points, nothing. There's not, there's some people, they don't, they don't do things like this until there's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You just go, you speak in tongues. You speak in tongues. Now, I gave seven points last week. If you don't, so let me take off from point eight. Speaking in tongues is as a result of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Number eight is a result of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm saying this one to explain something. You know, people say, it is, um, when people speak in tongues, they say it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have heard that? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have heard that? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's wrong. It's not correct. Although it has been in the Church of Jesus Christ for so many years, that's not scripturally right. So, Book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 4. Verse 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, or the, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in tongues. So, speaking in tongues is a result of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. How do I mean? A Christian can have the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. But the Christian cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. So, speaking in tongues is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What's the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, 
by one spirit we are baptized in the body of Christ. So the born again experience is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the infilling of the spirit is what makes a Christian speak in tongues. So you see in the, in the, in the book of Acts, you see that, the Bible says, this, uh, let's start from verse 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. You see, it filled the house first. If it filled the house and they were in the house, that's a baptism. So the first thing was to fill the house. Then verse 3. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues of fire and sat upon each of them. Then verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So the first thing was that the house was filled. Then later, they were filled. When the house was filled, they didn't speak in tongues. When they were filled, they spoke in tongues. So, speaking in tongues is as a result of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So that means nobody teaches you to speak in tongues. So it's not like, when you speak in tongues, come to one corner. Say mama, mama. Say baba, say baba. Say ko, say ko. You understand? Speaking in tongues is a result of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit fills a man, then he begins to speak in tongues. So you can be a Christian and have the Holy Spirit, but not speaking in tongues. But speaking in tongues is very important. Last week I talked about how important it is. And I, like I told you, I said some people say they, they are gift to something else because there are different gifts, nine gifts. I told you one, guy, one lady said her gift is sewing. People have ordained themselves. They give to sowing. Every Christian can speak in tongues. Next one. Go to 1 Corinthians 14 again, verse 2. For he that speaketh unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. Point 9 is speaking in tongues is to God, not man. Why am I saying this? There are a lot of doctrines in town. Some people say that, no. Speaking in tongues is not what people are saying, no. It's not what people are saying, ma, 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 blah, 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 blah. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. They say, speaking in tongues, on the day of Pentecost, when they, speak, when they spoke in tongues, the people understood. Let's go there. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. 5. Now, at this time, the, the disciples have started speaking in tongues. All right? They were speaking in tongues in the, in the upper room. And while they speaking in tongues, okay. Verse 5 says, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Alright? Now, when this was noise abroad, that means when they heard the tongues, okay, the multitude came together and were confounded. Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Don't get it wrong. It's not that the people were speaking different languages. They heard what they were speaking in their own language. Because truly... If 120 people were speaking different, different languages, they, will not, they should not be able to tell which one is theirs. So people go about and say, the tongues people are speaking, that's not the right tongue. But look at, look at what they're saying. The, the scripture is clear. It says, because that every man, every man heard. So the emphasis is not what the people were speaking, the emphasis is what the people heard. And it does happen. It does happen. There are times that, I, you know, there was a time I spoke in tongues, and the tongue sounded like Chinese. And it's not like I'm intentionally doing it. You, you, if, you, if you're not in the spirit that day with us, because it was a camp, and we're all in the spirit, so nobody laughs. Because if you were not in the spirit, you were passing by, you say, King Shanya! Yeah! No, and and it, sometimes it can get crazier than that. 
I remember a great man of God who, who spoke in tongues, and he doesn't know what he was saying. You know. He went to stand there and he was saying, Kalabashambalabalaba. Then he was saying, Kalabashambalabalaba. Actually, what he was saying, at that time, the people were giving their tithes. What he was saying, when they took it to Google Translator, it was a certain language, which meant, as you are giving, you are blessed. Yeah. And the man of God doesn't know what he's saying. He just said, Kalabashambalabalaba. No, I, I, I have that video. Exactly what he's saying. When they put it on Google Translator, the translation came. It's a language somewhere in Malaysia. So, that one too is there. So, this was a miracle of God that happened on that day. Because what the Bible says concerning speaking in tongues, go back to 1 Corinthians 14, it says that anyone who speaks in tongues, it says, speak it not unto men. The margin says, speak it not unto men, it says, but unto God. The margin says, but directly unto God. Somebody asked me a question. He says, are you saying if you pray in English, God will not hear? Can I give you a scenario? Imagine we are all in UK. Right? So we are all in UK and I see somebody, hey, hello, bruv. Everybody, everybody's doing, and we, when we're in the supermarket, we're all doing, hello, bruv. And you see me say, hey, hey, dude. You know, we're all going, uh, you know, you know the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Then immediately, you hear somebody saying, immediately, what will happen to you? You feel like, yeah, that, that, are, are you getting it? We can relate, sir. Ah, what's Ghana? Oh, yes, sir. Ah, if I know me, oh, we tell the car, oh, Mr. 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 Oh, immediately the vibe changes. You understand? So, your vibe with God changes when you are speaking in tongues. You can be speaking English and say, oh, God, no, it's a foreign language. Father. You now some people, they, 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 the words they are using for God, say, God is surprised. And the voice that they are using to talk to God, God is surprised. So, is this my son? Father! But when you are buying watch, you say, Mommy, Mommy, wait. But when you come for God, Lord! The ancient of days, the omnipresent God! You, you, you don't use those words. But when it comes to when it comes to God, you want to you, you want to Shakespeare God. Some some even talk to God in King James. For dying at the power and dying at the glory. For it becometh unto you, O oh God. You are you think that's make, making you spiritual? No. And you know the you know the other ones, the the the, the, the tree and the guy ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> they feel so spiritual. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> No opening prayer. <laughs> the lady. New mama. New mama. Wow. He said, For he that speaketh non tongues, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. He said, For for what? For what? No, no, let's read together. For what? No no man. For no man understandeth him. You see. Like I said, I said, the Christian life is a spirit life. Anything short of that is religion. 
This should be, this should be our normal estate. I'm going to go a little deeper and, I, and I'm going to show you how to pick signals in the spirit. This should be our normal estate. When you wake up in the morning, practice, you know, there's something about spiritual things. They are practiced. Don't think they will just happen. They are practiced. Prophesying is practice. Speaking in tongues is practice. Healing is practice. All those things, we practice them. There's no gift of the Spirit that does not undergo practicing. That's why like sometimes when I meet with leaders and I'm praying and prophesying with them, I encourage them to prophesy. Why? Because it will never develop if you don't prophesy. It's like speaking in tongues. Then when I started speaking in tongues, I had to keep practicing it. I had to keep speaking. Because if I was speaking once a year, I don't think I'll be speaking like this. I had to keep speaking. And if you are here and maybe your tongue has been the same way. Three years ago, mambulu, mambulu, mambulu. Now, three years later, mambulu, mambulu. I, I knew, I, I told you about the guy who, you know, Egoli, you know. When he's, I remember his tongues today. He spoke that tongue while we were in school. Somebody asked, must your tongue change? When, listen now, when you are listening to the word of God and the word hits your spirit, a new vocabulary comes out. So sometimes you can be in church and you know the word of God hits you. You see a new one just comes, can't pull up. It's not bad, it has been added. So you see, you need to keep practicing. You keep practicing. See, so for no man understandeth him, how be in the spirit, he said that man begins to speak mysteries, mysteries. 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 Hidden truths. That's the meaning of mystery. Hidden truths. It's a truth, but it's hidden, it's hidden in the spirit. But as you speak it, and Pastor Chris said something. He said, there are, he said, when you don't speak in tongues, there are things that should happen for you that will never happen for you. Now, somebody asked me a question. He says, the person said, is it, is it necessary that we pray with our mouth or we can pray in our head? I said, you don't pray with your head. You don't pray in your head. And I explained to him why. Should I explain? Right. Let me explain why you don't pray in your head. Because if that's the case, even praying your head said it's not even necessary because God says He already knows what is your heart. So praying your head is still if you are using the same premise that God knows, then don't even pray in your head because He already knows. Why do we pray with our mouth? Because the mouth always don't uh, never forget this. The mouth is the doorway, is the legal doorway of transferring spiritual things into the physical. Now, the reason we use our mouth is because it's a, legal, it's, um, it's a legal process. When you think of God and you think of the throne of God, always think legality. Because the throne is not a chair. The throne is a legal place. For example, you can, you can go to court. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You can go to court and have a good case. In the court, concerning the case, you are, you are right. You are supposed to be vindicated. But until you defend yourself. So there must be a legal ground for God to vindicate you. So we speak. He says, so with the heart, man believes. But with the mouth. He didn't say, but with the mind. No. But with the mouth. So we don't pray in our head. It must come out of your mouth so that it can be legal. So when you speak, remember when I was teaching on the second miracle service. Take no thought and speaking. The reason why we speak. That's why when you say the wrong thing, the demons speak it. 
and it is used against you. When you say the right thing to, the angels pick, pick it and it is used for you. So, whatever is in your, your, your destiny, whatever is in your life, it is in the spirit. Your mouth is the doorway. James said your mouth is like, a, is like the hem of a ship. That directs. You see, so your life can be going in a particular direction. Then, when you begin to use your mouth, it begins to turn. By what Jesus Christ said, he said, if you shall say to this mountain, he said, if you shall think about the mountain. He said, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou moving, cast the sea, and you shall not doubt in your heart. He says, you shall have whatever you say. By that statement, Jesus Christ is telling every man that you are the architect of your future. So, very important to speak in tongues. Alright, so that's the ninth point. Point number 10. Point number 10. It is not supposed to be understood by you. But how can we say something we don't understand? No, 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 no. We must be serious. How can we be saying something we don't understand? So we cannot in church with their car. We don't understand the thing you say we should say it. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. See what God says. This is the word, what God has to say about it. He said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means, when I pray in tongues, it is my spirit that is praying, but my mind does not understand. That means God says you don't have to understand. Case closed. He said, even though it is your, your spirit praying, your mind is not supposed to understand. And God says you should be able to be okay that your mind doesn't understand. But he says what? Your spirit is praying mysteries. Your spirit is praying mysteries. Years ago, I remember where in church and we're praying all of a sudden I realized that the tongues have changed I was speaking more intensely always pay attention to things like that so I said the Christian life and spirit life you know when you're a Christian you don't die like a chicken when you're a Christian things don't happen to you like they happen to the people of the world you know like a Christian just died in an accident no 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 not supposed to be to be so why because i tell you the truth before something like that happens the holy ghost will prompt you many times we 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 clear away those promptings sometimes you feel an unrest you feel something is wrong something is wrong if something like that happened to me this week i woke up in the morning very moody all of a sudden it was like there was a tension and i knew something was about to happen now don't think that oh pastor he's a prophet so god will show him everything look I have been able to prophesy some, to somebody where his missing pass, passport was. When my own God lost to today, I'm still here. I didn't see it. So, I also have to live like a Christian like everybody. Whatever gift God gave me to see things, it is for God's people. My own, I will have to be like a Christian like all of us. To think that, oh, pastor, oh, when pastor is going to marry, the Lord will show him. No, I will have to believe God and also check my spirit. I'll have to learn all those things, just like every other Christian for myself. So, I woke up in the morning, I was very moody, and I just knew that, no, something is wrong. 
You know, because I'm trained in spiritual things. I just knew that, no, I shouldn't brush it off. And people will call me, if somebody calls me and I'm being moody, I just think that it is a mood swing. No. No. Pay attention to your spirit. Something was heavy on me. So I just went to look for someone. I started speaking in tongues. I was speaking in tongues. All of a sudden, I began to cry. I began to cry. You know what it means? At that time, the Holy Ghost has gone from the level of you speaking in tongues. He now takes over the prayer because he knows what is wrong. So, through those crying, can I say something? Your tongues are more accurate than your English. Yeah. Your tears are more accurate than your tongues. There's a last one, but I won't say it. I prayed. I prayed till I felt the release. And by the time I realized, I just found my, my, my hand going up in the air. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I was waving my hand. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I just knew that my spirit has gained the victory. So whatever is about to happen will not happen. Or even if it happens, I will survive it. But then, some people, when those things happen, they just leave it. No, I'm not happy today. I'm not happy today. No, the moment you feel that anticipation of something is about to happen, you don't feel those things. Go and look for somewhere. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. If, if that day, the thing doesn't leave, I join the case. The next day, continue. Next point. Point number 11, right? 11. very very important this one is very 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 important how to pick signals in the spirit now sometimes you need an answer from God now we are, we are going up now are you ready now we are going to another level now sometimes you need an answer from God hmm. put your hand on your forehead say Lord I understand yeah receive understanding sometimes you need an answer from God and the answer comes when you are speaking in tongues. You will say God didn't answer you because you didn't know that the answer came when you were speaking in tongues. The answer came to you in tongues. I say, hey, so spiritual in your way, you are Pastor E. King. And you know, Are you ready? Okay. So, okay. First one of fourteen. Verse 
Um, let, let's, let's, let me start from verse 12. 14 verse 12. He says, Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Verse 13. He says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. What does he say? Anytime you pray in tongues, and you interpret your tongues, it is equal to prophecy. So sometimes, you pray about something, and while you are praying about it, God gave you the answer, but the answer came in tongues. So, how do you now put this answer that has come in tongues, how would you be able to understand it? You are able to understand it by interpreting. Now, let me help you practically. You know your tongues as you are speaking it, as you are speaking it, as you are speaking, as you are speaking, as you are speaking in tongues. Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the answers to what I'm praying about. Alright, like maybe it's a direction. So, God, should, I, should I'm writing um, uh, application to GMPC and to Tulo Oil. Which one should I go for? Uh, you know, as you're as you go, as you're sitting down, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to know which one to go for. Because one of the things about speaking in tongues is that it helps your antenna to be able to recognize spiritual signals. When you're confused about something, I've told you, every time you're confused about something, speak in tongues. You see, what God wants will start coming up. What you want to start drowning. So, you pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. So as, as you are praying in tongues. DMPC or Tuloil, as you are praying in tongues. Sometimes, what happens is that the, the tongues start coming up. Now you, you notice that the word prophecy, the Hebrew word means to bubble up. It will bubble up. This is not, there's no way I can tell you maybe on the 12th minute it will happen. No. It will bubble up and it can happen at any time. Sometimes at the beginning of the prayer. Sometimes. And you will know. Okay? So what you need to know, I'm, I'm just teaching you so that you can be aware when things like this happen. When you begin to pray, Right? And you're praying in tongues. You're praying in tongues. All of a sudden, you notice that something is bubbling up inside you. It's the answer to what you are looking for. So since it has come, maybe you notice that. You know, the next thing to do, the next thing to do is, thank you, Lord. I have the gift of interpretation of tongues. I can interpret this tongue. Then begin. Say, ah, how will I interpret? The same way when you are speaking in tongues. Listen, the same way when you are speaking in tongues, you don't decide what to say. The same way when you say... Father, in the name of God, I thank you. He said, let he who speaks in no tongue pray that he may interpret. So sometimes, some, it has happened to me so many times in church. I think it was about three weeks ago. I, I closed the service. All of a sudden, I just realized that I was speaking in tongues. And the tongue I was speaking, I was, I was not praying. It was just bubbling up inside. I just knew it was a prophecy. I just knew it was a prophecy. So, when it happened, I might not know what exactly it is because they didn't say gift of translation of tongues. It is interpretation. There's a difference. So, while I'm saying the tongue, I might not know what it is. So, in the name of Jesus Christ, I tell myself, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have the gift of interpretation of tongue, I begin to interpret this tongue. Then, meaning I say, thus fear the Lord, the rest begins to follow. So sometimes when I said, thus fear the Lord, don't think I knew what I was about. I didn't premeditate it. So when I said, I said, thus fear the Lord by faith, because I have already said that, Father, I thank you, I have the gift of interpretation. So, I'll have to act by faith. So say, in the name of Jesus, I have the gift of interpretation of tongues. I can interpret this tongue. Because what has come to my spirit at that time is, I noticed that, you know, 
like I said, it's an inner knowing. You will know that this particular thing you are speaking is not the normal tongue. It's an answer to what you are praying about. Immediately you do that, you see the answers beginning, beginning to come. Now, there was a time I was supposed to go somewhere. I was supposed to travel, travel somewhere. But I was not so sure that the country to travel to. I was not so sure. Now, I said, Lord, I have just one opportunity. I need to travel to the, the right one so that I can finish what I'm going to do. So I was praying, I was praying, I was praying. All of a sudden, I just found myself you know, don't be doing this thing with God. God, if it is Morocco, let my pen fall down. No, you, you, you've been doing it. <laughs> God, if she is my wife, let her cook Banku that the day I'll go and visit her. Meanwhile, the girl who has planned that she will cook Banku three days ago. You go and she has cooked Banku, they have married the wrong person. That's that. I would never said as many as are led by fleeces. They are called fleeces. I would never said as many as are led by fleeces. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the child of God. So, I begin to, to pray. As I pray, then I just noticed that this time around, I'm speaking in tongues in a way that it's, it's different from my normal tongues. Then maybe I do begin to do that. I say, Father, I thank you. I can say that under my breath. Father, I thank you. I have the gift of interpretation of tongues. Therefore, I can interpret this tongue. Then I begin, that's the other Lord. Then I began to mention, go to um, uh, this country. I think. Okay, let me use this one as a good example. The first day I was going to have this program, Encounter Love, the first time I was going to have it, because I never had any plan of doing anything on campus. Right? But one guy called me and said, there's this opening and he wants me to do something. But I'm, I'm also very particular every time on the leading of the spirit. I don't just step out to do things. Like, I don't volunteer things for God. He has to send me. Because when you are a volunteer, you have to sponsor yourself. <laughs> if God sends you, He takes care of everything. So I think, no, I was not so sure. So the day I went to pray about it, I wanted the, I said, God, you have to answer me. You know, if God doesn't answer, I'll tell the guy we can't do it. So as I was praying, as I was praying, as I was praying, then I began to prophesy. I began to prophesy. Then I, I said, that's the other Lord. You shall have this program. And you shall have subsequent ones that shall be bigger than this program. I, I found myself prophesying it. And exactly that has begun to happen. Then the Lord said, I have raised you for this day. I was prophesying. On my own, I'll be there and I'm just saying it. And, I'm, and the, 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 the word of God was coming out of my own mouth for myself. Practice it. It's how I want to practice me. Me. Now, the last one for today. How do you receive this gift of speaking in tongues? What are the biblical ways of receiving this one? There are three main biblical ways of receiving it. As stated by the scriptures. Just in case you don't, you don't, you, you don't have it. You don't have the gift of speaking in tongues. Just in case you don't have the gift of speaking to These are the three ways. The first one is by asking God. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Jesus Christ said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, 
How much more shall the he- your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? So you can ask God. There are some people who are just praying in their room. Have you heard those ones before? They were just praying, Father, I-, I want to speak in tongues. Then they began to speak in their own room. Have you ever heard those ones? Yes, they ask God. Some people receive it like that by asking God. The second one is through the impartation of the Word of God. There are certain people who began to speak in tongues. I remember we had one of the services. I think it was supernatural service. While I was preaching, I was not even preaching about tongues. Someone began to speak in tongues. Where is it in the Bible? Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. You see, while Peter was preaching, Obviously, the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak in tongues. Now, verse 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, and as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gifts of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then, as a so are you seeing it? So while Peter was preaching, so sometimes it happens like that. There can be a message going on. That's why you need to be so alert all the time in service. Because sometimes, the word of, as the word of God is coming, the Holy Ghost is doing something to you. You see, when you are, you are in service like that and the word of God is hitting you like that, don't you know some, some people are too stiff. You know? They receive it, but... Mm. Like for example, if pastor is prophesying, pastor begins to speak, you are blessed, no man. Some people are, mm. you are blessed. You are receiving. Receive. No, no, no. What's that? Receive. Begin to release tongues. Receive. There's a release. You know, um, uh, someone had to be taught by Eli how to respond to God. That, that, some of the things you must be taught. Because when a word is coming and you know that this word is for you. I remember last week when we were giving their tithes, I said some people will begin to give tithes in dollars. How many of you remember it? There was a lady who was standing here. She said, Milady, I said it. She sent me the testimony. She said, Milady, I said it. She began to speak in tongues. Because immediately you, you respond, it's like you have responded to God. It's like God says, somebody received 100 says, God, it is me. You don't know what you said in tongues. Maybe you say, hey, God, I receive it. And I was like, <laughs> you understand? I said, the lady said, two days later, she received an amount of money she has never received in life before and she received it in dollars. So today she will tighten dollars. <laughs> Are you listening? So, it's, it's one of the, the things to do as, as the word of God is coming. The word of God is preaching. You know, this one, they're talking to you. You begin to receive it. There's a trend to receive in the spirit. You begin to receive it. Yeah. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon them that heard. You know what the Lord is telling me? The Lord is telling me, those of you who people thought you would never amount to anything, the Lord said He's going to use you to surprise many people. While Peter has spake this word, the Holy Ghost fell upon them that heard. Jani 
Mantalakose. You know, you know, let me tell you something that's going on here. New tongues are coming on people. New tongues. You realize that when you are speaking tongues, you realize that new tongues. You are speaking in new new tongues. King Koparabaya. Lidia Masopi Lekete. Gido Dagaladasa. Brodele Katuske. Randa Kunda Karinele Shataba. Ayakala Brandeleke Saluda. Yele Pada. Yele Kapana Mando. Yele Bakunde. Yele Manda Balebose. Radish Kakusa. Yenda Baba. Bode Kataya. Rama Baba Baba. Liman Shalababa. Mandele Kashi. Yemala Bose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are still praying. Listen, one of the things I want you to I want to learn to do, okay? It should be something you do every time, lifting your hands. It should be easy, easy for you to do. In your room, in your house, every time. He said, he said, I want that men everywhere will pray, lifting up holy hands. You see, when you lift it up like that, it's a sacrifice up unto God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you like, let's try it. Let's pray in tongues, putting our hands down. Then pray with our hands up. You will see a difference. Can we try it? Put your hand down. Let's pray in tongues. Pray. Shaborobo seke teleba. Li kalamantolo broskeba. Linda la koshalaba. Pray. Keep praying. Lemantoboro se kalamonte. Lisro palamante. Shigando sango tabaya. Lemalababa. Lemalababa. Alright. Alright. Now, lift your hand and pray in tongues. Let's see. Linda la basuka taya. Hey, baba baba. Lekato seke. Ramantolo boshe. Banta kola baye. Rapala boshe.
Great and found me dead and 